Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs. England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India, with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan, and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England, with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour, good luck to both sides, may the best team win. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the India Against England daily podcast. We're nearly at the end of this series now. It's been terrific entertainment as we've gone through and we've had some terrific fun badges on as well to talk about all things cricket, whether Indian or England. And today it's the Indian side of things. Neil Varani and Raj Yadav join me to talk about India's uh, debutants, I guess, as we've been through this series. Obviously the Test matches followed by the T20 internationals, followed by these ODIs at the moment, Neil. And I always think, you know, obviously you can't, have this all of the time because teams need a bit of solidity but to see if a few fresh faces coming in to a team is always a good thing it always gives you something to look out for obviously they've done really well as well haven't they the Indian new talent is coming in and is thriving yeah and it's a strange thing for India as well because we're so used to established players getting a very long run I mean I suppose you see that across all countries and we've had our own discussions about England's uh, incumbent players maybe getting um, more of the rope than they would have done in the past and other players not getting a chance because of it but India is definitely that way once you're in once you're established uh, your name is known and you're good around the group then it can be very very hard to uh, to get dropped but for various reasons over the last uh, the last four months five months um, India have either had to blood new players uh, in Australia because Everyone else was falling down injured or they've chosen to in the recent games and they have come in absolutely firing. I don't think anyone's really had uh, that much trouble uh, slotting in. It's been a great thing to see. 
Well, let's have a, a bit of a rundown that period. Shubman Gill made his test debut in the second test against Australia. We saw Mohamed Siraj um, debut in that same game as well. T. Natarajan made his ODI debut and T20 debut and test debut in Australia. So he's uh, now a three-capped player. Ishan Kishan against England, T20 international debut, where he played really nicely to get his 50. Washington Sundar made his test debut in Australia and has obviously played since. Navdip Saini against Australia. Axa Patel made his debut in that second test match against England and took 27 wickets in his first three test matches. Krunal Pandya, that very emotional debut against England in the first ODI just a couple of days ago. Surya Kumi Yadav, T20 international debut at the age of 30. You've got Prasid Krishna as well, making his debut in that first ODI. Um, I was going to say the list is endless. It ends there. But um, that's, a, that's a number of players that have been given their opportunities, Raj. And to a man they've taken them and you know it is very strange because a lot of these debutants you see the last few years maybe India was in the opposite side of getting a beating by debutants and it's good to be on the opposite side that now we have debutants you know who are thrashing the opponents on their debuts so that's a nice feeling and we give a lot of credit to the IPL for making these finished products being ready for this international stage to take on but also you know what people forget is that the IPL in amalgamation with the India A structure which is put in place uh, especially especially by the BCCI, needs a lot of credit too. And this India A structure, which is very well managed by Rahul Dravid, you know, who takes care of these youngsters, makes sure that, that, you know, their transition is done well from the IPL to the India A to the senior side. And we must give a lot of credit to this structure, which is in place right now, which the Indian cricket is reaping rewards for now. So every debutant who comes in, you know, he does not feel the pressure. He's played a lot of IPL. He's played a lot of India A cricket. And what is also interesting in the last few, uh, maybe years what the Indian cricket has done is that this India A side always tours together with the senior side so they have ample amount of exposure they have uh, the dre- they have experience of the dressing room environment and which is very very good to see so what you see right now with this Indian team is a fearless fearless uh, bunch who is ready to take on the challenges and it's very exciting time to be a fan of an Indian cricket uh, Here Rahul Dravid's name mentioned whenever you talk about young Indians coming through there's a terrific story Rob Key told on the um, Sky coverage the other day about when Rahul Dravid first arrived in Kent to play a county um, season and often an overseas player comes in and they get given a car get given a house get given everything everything's laid on for them um, Rahul Dravid actually said I don't want a car in the first month of my time there can we arrange it so that the, the lads of Kent pick me up in a kind of rotor basis so that I actually spend a bit of time in the car you know it's like travelling around it's some quite long journeys around England to play county cricket and it gave him a chance to spend a few hours with different people and actually get to know them and I think you kind of nail that that's a, a, a really nice touch I think from Rahul Dravid but it shows what kind of a personality he is he thinks about how he's actually impacting on the team how he wants to create relationships and he's obviously taken that into bringing the uh the young Indians through. He's a, a very, very humble guy, Raul, and also keeps a, a cool head. So it really helps, especially with the younger and inexperienced guys. It really um, shows them that it's not the end of the world. If you get smashed in one game, you can come back and do a lot better the next time. He's brought so much to the A team and the under 19s team, which he's been in charge of for a few years. And that's why you can see these guys able to step up as soon as they get to the test team. There there really doesn't seem to be 
that level of nerves. Um, just a couple of people I'd like to add to your list who weren't technically debutants, but had barely played. Shadow Thacker yeah. didn't debut in Australia in the test team. I think he played one match and got injured after bowling about three balls. Um, and then, then he came into um, that last test in uh, uh, in the Gabba, smashed a very, very important 50 and uh, bowled his heart out in Australia's second innings. And Shabazz Nadim had only had a couple of games. Now, yeah. I know he went around the park a bit, but he kept to his plans all the way through and there was that faith in what he was doing. I actually think he actually was that bad. He got kind of almost vilified in that test match, didn't he? Because he went uh, for quite a lot of runs. But we saw, if you actually look back with hindsight and look at the context of that track that he bowled on for those first two days, there was no spin at all for him. He got no, you know, we saw Axel Patel come in, make his debut, fair play to him, put the ball in the right place and he got his rewards for it. But if Shabazz had actually had his chance in the second and third game, the, the history could have been different, couldn't it? Shabazz looked, his numbers looked bad, largely in part to two people. Joe Root, who had been the only England player to take down Embaldenia, who is probably a better bowler uh, in Sri Lanka. Ben Stokes, who did exactly to Shabazz what uh, Rishabh Pant did to Jack Leach. So, you know, two top class players went after him, but actually he did all right. And again, the, the mindset though didn't change. Uh, you didn't really see his his head dropped despite the fact that he was being smashed about because of what uh, Raul Dravid has um, instilled in these guys from the A-team. And because he's been around for so long, uh, even if he's not been playing, they have faith in him as well. It's that Badger style. Thank you very much indeed to Black Rat Cricket for their support of these podcasts. And they've joined forces with the Badger. It's the Rat and the Badger giving you a fantastic opportunity to win a classic bat. That bat could be yours. It's between 2.09 to 2.11 pounds. Butterfly, willow, handmade, UK made, and it'll come to your door, knocked in and ready to go for the season ahead. If you want to win that cricket bat and score some runs with Black Rat Cricket this summer, we need you to do three things. You need to be following the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. You need to be following at Black Rat Cricket on Twitter too. And then you need to email the answer of this question to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Which player scored a double century in the first test match of the current India versus England series? Which player scored a double century for England in the current India versus England test match series? Send that answer and your name and address to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Don't forget, you need to be following at cricket underscore badger and at black rat cricket on Twitter. Good luck, everybody. That bat could be yours. The draw will be made after the final one day game in this current India versus England series. BlackRatCricket.com Handmade English Willow Bats They do have a cashmere range of bats 0-4 Starter kit all the way to pro level kit They're based in Yorkshire There is team wear available And there is a new signature range coming soon in February Bats made by cricketers for cricketers Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket I think this is the 361st Cricket Badger podcast today. No real meaning to that number, but I've interviewed a lot of people throughout those podcasts. It's a, a double header with James Pamant coming up, the Mumbai Indians feeling coach, ahead of the IPL. And 
he was talking about, you know, as a youngster in Yorkshire, it was like a school of hard knocks, he described it as, rather than nurturing a player, you basically learn from your bruises almost. And some players respond to that and some players don't. And there seems to be a real kind of change in, in mentality, I think, with coaching these days. And obviously, Rahul Dravid is very much doing that. He's nurturing the indiv- individual. As, as Neil just said, Raj, you know, if somebody has a bad day, you'll sit down and work out why you've had a bad day and try and make the next day better, rather than actually just saying, well, you're rubbish, clear off. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Correctly, absolutely. And, you know, the likes of Kuldeep Yadav, you know, he's poor guy, you know, has jumped from squad to squad and haven't played much cricket the last two years. But you can clearly see the kind of uh, trust this Indian management puts on Kuldeep Yadav. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised, you know, if they drop him in the next ODI against England now. You know, the kind of unique rare ability that Kuldeep has, left-arm Chinaman wrist spin is something India has to preserve and give him the confidence by playing him these two games. So you, you see this management backing a lot of young Youngsters, uh, they know that, you know, if you have an off day, you know, they back him. The likes of Washington Sundar, you know, he had an off game in the T20. I think it was the third T20 that he played against England, but he was still back for the fourth game. So the kind of ability, uh, kind of trust that these guys put on the youngsters is very, very heartening to see. And um, like you mentioned, uh, James, the bruises that they face... It, experience early in their life is something you know which helps these youngsters I'm not sure you know which team currently in world cricket has say five or six players you know who've lost their fathers so that is also one big factor about this team doing well you know the likes of Rishabh Pant you know having lost his father at a very young age Virat Kohli himself you know he's lost his father Uh, the likes of Jaspreet Bumrah you know he was without a father for almost say 20 years of his life, Hardik Pandya, Krunal Pandya losing their father. So these are the kind of things, you know, which charge up individuals wanting to perform better for... Did you mention Mohamed Siraj in that uh, that list? Yeah, Mohamed Siraj. You know, the yeah. list is endless. Cheteshwar Pujara is also yeah. someone, you know, who uh, does not have a father. So these are things, you know, maybe, you know, it might sound very bizarre, but India is lucky to have these individuals, you know, who's experienced these uh, challenges and bruises in life so that, you know, they come out harder on the field and um, you know Neil was talking about Shardul Thakur and Shabazz Nadeem but there was uh, again one more person you know we, who missed in the debutant list was the, uh, Natarajan you know Natarajan you know came in as a net bowler in Australia oh, he, he was he was on the list you just obviously weren't listening okay okay <laughs> but I just wanted to emphasize that you know Natarajan also has a beautiful story that you know he came in as a net bowler uh, he was not sure of his place in the side and he was the first Indian player or maybe the first ever player that you uh, he debuted in all three formats in a single tour so that that is something which is very extraordinary these stories and it's all because of the challenges that they face and the structure that we have in place in Indian cricket Neil we're talking about the school of hard knocks of the old days as, to, as opposed to now and you know Raj has just brought up a, another kind of bruise that you can get on your on your soul from losing your parent you know you have a bad day those cuts and bruises metaphorically on your, on your brain basically that you have to deal with as a cricketer we seem to be a lot better or coaches seem to be a lot better I don't think we have anything to do with it to be honest on this podcast but coaches seem to be a lot better in terms of how they deal with that I think in the, you know, you only have to go back probably 15 or 20 years and it was very much you took those bruises home with you dwelt on them and then had to try and fix yourself whereas nowadays I think there's a lot more understanding A lot of the cricket boards um, are a lot more forward thinking when it comes to players mental health and it's not from a completely altruistic perspective you want your players to be performing at their peak you have to understand that 
off-field um, events do happen, which can affect how someone's going to perform. I think as well, Neil, it's fans, I think, are increasingly realising it as well, not just the boards, but that if you actually want to buy your ticket to go and see a game, or if you turn, you're buying your Sky subscription, however you view your cricket, you want to see those players playing at 100%, you want them to entertain you and be at their very best. And if they've got all of these hidden scars mentally, they're not going to be, are they? I mean, it's not even that long ago when we remember the the media reaction to Jonathan Trott leaving the Ashes, absolutely horrendous at times. Um, oh, they, they hung him out to dry, really, didn't they? Absolutely. You know, yeah. He's kind of neglecting his post almost. You know, the, the term that just sprung to mind was um, soft lad, um, which, you know, we're both Northerners. Uh, we've probably heard that a few times in reference to other players, but there's an actual understanding that what's going on in someone's head is going to affect how they apply themselves uh, out on the field. If we want someone to play for us for however many years, then these things have to be taken into account. You have to manage the person as well as the player. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast... Then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Back to that list that I read out, plus the ones you've added as well, um, as kind of like comeback kids after not really experiencing too much international cricket beforehand. I'd just like to give you a couple of minutes to think about who your favourite has been, really, in terms of the new kid on the block. Um, who, who have you really enjoyed seeing get their opportunity? I mean, I'll, I'll bring up two while you're having a think about that. I think, um, I mean, I'm a Mumbai Indians fan, um, and I loved seeing Ishan Kishan getting his chance. I liked the way that he dealt with it as well. He just took it with both hands, and he said afterwards that he, he looked around the ground and kind of soaked it up and realised that he'd got to a certain stage in his career now and almost kind of like patted himself on the back but gritted his teeth and said right let's make the most of this and and really did do and I think you know as Raj says the IPL background there certainly helped him with that too but I think the the best one I've seen is Surya Kumar Yadav Sky making his debut at the age of 30 he's been around for some time again I'll refer back to the James Pamant interview that's going to be out soon on this podcast where we talk about um, Sky and James says on that that you know he's always had all of the talent in the world but he's not always been the fittest guy in the world he's not always had the the drive um, maybe that's required and yeah two or three years ago he sat himself down almost and reevaluated, and has really got himself sorted out got himself fighting fit got himself really motivated see the difference now I think James said you know in, in a T20 match he might get to 30 or 40 um, earlier on his on his career but then he'd be knackered and he'd, and he'd be out whereas now he's got the um, constitution to actually go on and make it a real match winning innings and to see him get his opportunity to hit his first ball for six that just made me smile I just loved that I, I thought that was terrific Raj what about you in terms of the new guys What is, is there anybody that stands out in terms of somebody that you know, they might not be the best player but somebody that's actually just made you smile and thought he deserves this I think two two of uh, these debutants you know who made me smile a lot one was Mohamed Siraj in that series against Australia you know losing your father in the middle of the series you know it's a very very tough thing to do and uh, you know he comes from a very humble background, from a very small background. He, his father's dream was also always that, you know, his son plays for India, represents India in 
test cricket and that was a beautiful story mohammad siraj you know uh, the likes of bumrah not available for the final test the likes of shami being injured umesh being injured with all these youngsters you know siraj was the one who was <laughs> looking like the leader of the attack in australia and it was a very beautiful story well well deserved and the other one who brings a smile to my face is definitely surya kumar yadav you know surya kumar yadav comes from a very small place in mumbai you know it's uh, it's a place called chembur you know he he played a lot of cricket in anushakti nagar which is a research complex uh, he used to travel from chembur to church gate played a lot of domestic cricket for mumbai and uh, you know he was scouted by the night riders i think in 2013 2012 and very few people know that surya kumar yadav you know went on to become the vice captain of the kolkata night riders uh, people only uh, imagine him in a mumbai indians shirt but i think it was the kolkata night riders who spotted his talent first and made him the vice captain but at that time you know surya kumar yadav was a bit unfortunate because the likes of gautam gambhir and robin athappa were going all guns blazing up top of the order so all they had to do was to accommodate surya kumar yadav as a finisher in their side and he predominantly used to be a leg side player and reading his interviews you know we realized that you know it was the lockdown uh, 2020 lockdown you know which came as a blessing in disguise for surya kumar yadav so it was the lockdown where he spent a lot of time in the nets himself and you he identified those pain areas or the weak areas in his batting and he he got assured that you know if he wants to become a good cricketer then you know he has to increase his range hitting make sure that he has 360 degree style of play uh, play a lot more shots on the offside because his strength was towards the leg side and that's when the lockdown changed him and you know he had a fantastic season for the mumbai indians and then coming on to this international side finally getting uh, rewards for the hard work that he's put in all his life in domestic cricket playing for mumbai and now the kind of x factor or the kind of attitude that he has brought into this indian side you know that has pushed virat kohli to open the innings and make sure that he sacrifices his number 3 position for a debutant so that's a beautiful story and uh, you know india would be going on favorites into the world cup just because of the dynamic x factor that surya kumar yadav has Yeah, I do like a bit of Sky. I keep referring to that James Parnett interview, by the way, and it's coming up very soon. If, uh, if you uh, haven't already, subscribe to the Cricket Badger podcast. We've got obviously all the IPL dailies and everything coming up and the previews of the IPL coming up uh, next week. So subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and you'll certainly uh, see those uh, episodes landing in your inbox or however it appears on your various screens and you'll be able to keep up to date with all of these interviews that I keep referring to. Neil, what about you in terms of a debutant that's made you think, yeah, Yeah, I like this one. Um I think both of those uh, are definitely up there uh, especially Siraj the way that he came into the Australia series on the back of horrible times uh, personally and stood up when all the experienced bowlers were uh, getting injured to end up as the leader of the attack in his what third test for me Washington Sunder had to come in and replace the best spin bowler of the last 10 years in uh, in my view um stood up with a uh, a 60 odd to save the first innings smashed the best pace bowler in the world whose name isn't bumra um for a six to uh, to help bring india home his batting in the tests especially has been unbelievable considering i basically only seen him play in the ipl batting at 7 or 8 you know a guy who you thought was fairly handy could hold up an end if uh, someone else was going big um offered a bit of a nice off spin um in the power play but 
Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't think of him as an international cricketer. Absolutely superb with the bats. I was absolutely heartbroken when he got stranded in the 90s. Um, and I think I did hear a stat saying that before the Gabbard test, he hadn't played a first-class game in three years, um, which makes things even more extraordinary. That is a guy who could be playing test cricket, probably batting up at six, five. Uh, if he improves, then uh, who knows, even even further up for the next 10 years. Wonderful to see. I've loved watching these Indians coming in and taking their opportunities. And there's plenty more bubbling underneath as well. We'll see in the IPL, plenty more youngsters that are there. And they'll have seen this too. They'll seen this over the last uh, few months and watching some of their teammates in the IPL, competitors in the IPL who are the same age as them, maybe just a little bit older, getting their opportunities and taking them. And something like Dev Duck Paddicle, for example, um, at RCB. But, you know, they're playing that you could probably name real off 20, couldn't you? Young players, Raj, in the IPL that would be looking at how this Indian side actually isn't that far away from them. If they have a good IPL, if they play well for their teams, they can actually put their name in the frame. They can definitely put their name in the frame, but the likes of Devda Padikal, I think, um, you know, he's had an excellent Vijay Hazare trophy. He scored, more, I think, more than 700 runs, this Vijay Hazare trophy. And in also 2019, you know, he had an excellent uh, domestic white ball tournament series for himself. Uh, the likes of Devda Padikal is definitely going to be looked at, you know, if he has a great IPL. Uh, the only reason being that, he, you know, he's a left-hander up top. Uh, so right now, you know, India is spoiled for choices and it's very difficult to break into this Indian side because the kind of result and the depth that we have but they've that dead particle would definitely fancy his chances because you know you're looking at Shikhar Dhawan you know who India might be looking wanting to look at a permanent replacement for Shikhar Dhawan maybe the next year or so after this T20 World Cup so they've that particle would definitely be fancying his chances you know the likes of Yashasvi Jaiswal are also not too far you know mm-hmm. Yashasvi Jaiswal did not have an IP good IPL last season but you know he's just 18 years old he's just going to get better he did not have a good domestic tournament he also would be raring to go. He had a great under-19 World Cup that he played for India. So, the likes of Yashasvi Jaiswal would also be very keen and raring to go. You know, there was one more bowler that I saw that it was Harishankar Reddy, who broke into from the domestic circuit to this uh, Chennai Super Kings squad and he would be wanting to have a go at um, um, his chance as well because he's a very fast bowler, bowls at 145 clicks and what he would be expecting is uh, that, uh, that he has a great IPL so that he breaks into the side as well as soon as possible and uh, Harishankar Reddy uh, just a few days ago you know knocked MS Dhoni's stumps off twice in a training session so that's what <laughs> impressed a lot of fans as well that you know we have these good young talents coming up Prithvi Shaw would be very very interested to play the IPL because uh, you know he was dropped after that solitary test in Adelaide and he would be wanting to go oh, back at the IPL he has a he had a great Vijay Hazare trophy I was looking at him actually uh, Raj uh, I, I've just been writing my previews for the IPL and going through some of these players and Prithvi Shaw is, he's, he's had a very up and down I mean if, at the age of 14 he was smashing runs in, in in age group cricket and was always thought about as being the next sort of Tendulkar that you know he had that kind of saddled on him didn't he and came in obviously really talented player but obviously got banned for it was eight months for for failing a doping test he's had a very up and down time it was quite poor wasn't he in the IPL last year um, had a run of ducks in that competition but I was looking at his recent scores in the um, in the list A games in, in India and he's been smashing centuries he's been smashing centuries for fun you know he had an excellent Vijay Hazare trophy and 
and he's predominantly you know a sort of a player you know who enjoys white ball cricket red ball cricket in the adelaide test you know one off it was a ping ball test you know the likes of cummins hazelwood come hard at you he was a bit unlucky there to be dropped after the first test but it's it's good for him you know he'll learn from the challenges that he faces early in his life he was also a similar player to say uh, someone like surya kumar yadav you know who uh, lived in the outskirts of mumbai you know he used to travel say 70 kilometers to the city just to play cricket so you know he's had hard times initially and also because you know the kind of he looks a little small in size that is why you know he's been predominantly almost compared to sachin almost every time he bats but this time you know he would be looking forward to the ipl because if he has a great ipl you know he would be definitely in the ranks uh, in the future I um, was listening to you the other day, Neil, talking about Jaiswell. So I started reading up about him because you were talking about him living in a tent on the outfield and what have you. And um, it's an incredible story that he's had growing up and then then moving. Um, He's moved around. He's basically had his back back in his tent and kind of gone, followed the coaching route. As you said, he he stayed in the tent with the the groundsman on on one of the grounds. And one of his coaches then ended up becoming his legal guardian and taking power of attorney over him so that he could effectively mentor him and, and keep him under his wing and what have you still only 19 but scored loads and loads of runs he, he's a one of many terrific stories of some of these youngsters that have really shown dedication and commitment to try and get themselves better and make their lives better absolutely and in the last under 19 world cup he was one of two players who i felt just stood head and shoulders above everyone else there was him and there was Hyderali for Pakistan, who we saw last summer um, come over and uh, absolutely smash it in the T20s against England. He's got a huge amount of talent and we know uh, from his personal story that he has the drive personally to make himself better and do whatever it takes. So I think he's really one to watch out for. Um, another guy, actually, who hasn't been mentioned is Kartik Tiagi, who... Really- I like him a lot. Yeah, he was in Australia as a net bowler, I think. Um, and he's got a real streak of nastiness um, to his bowling. It's proper toes and nose stuff uh, with him. And I do like that in a fast bowler. I could see him going very far if well, if he can fight through the huge um, numbers of excellent fast bowlers that India seems to have at the moment. But I think he's going to have a very long career. He's Rajasthan Royals, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, and yeah, I mean, so, so he should. I mean, the reason I I, I say that questioning, um, I've just gone through so many IPL teams. Sometimes they blur into one. But Kartik Toyagi, with with the absence of Jofra this season, he should get his opportunity as well, shouldn't he? He should maybe start at the at the start of the IPL for them. Well, I suppose the one thing that uh, Rajasthan got this year is they got Chris Morris. Um, as well, who you'd have probably expected to bowl in tandem with Jofra, but I'd bring in Tiagi with Morris now to uh, to double up. And also the people that he's spending time with in the IPL, you know, aside of the mentoring and the coaching that he gets from Dravid and like in under-19s and other players also in A cricket, being exposed to really great players in the IPL means that their, their development's almost accelerated. He's learning from... Joffre Archer, who's you're talking about all round, uh, all format bowlers. There's him and Bumrah who are streaks ahead of everyone else. Spend time bowling with him, learning from him. Even though Joffre is only a young lad, he can impart a lot of wisdom. Uh, someone like Ben Stokes in that group will be able to tell really good stories about how to prepare mentally, how to get over challenges because. Ben's had more than most, um, personally and professionally, and they're learning on a 
real fast track um, by playing with these people and spending time, especially if they're bubbled, spending time for six weeks, eight weeks um, in very close contact, sharing stories and learning properly. These young players can get better, faster than we've ever seen before. I mean, obviously, someone like Kartik Toyagi talking to Joffre Archer who's going to learn a lot about fastballing, but it's also talking to the batsman too, because I think it's underestimated when we think about who can be mentoring players. You know, a really good batsman can give a fastballer plenty of advice on what to do and how how, how he can unsettle somebody like me. So it's not just the uh, the bowlers that uh, can give somebody like Kartik Toyagi advice. And the same applies to all of the youngsters in the IPL. It's, a, it's an incredible opportunity, I think, for any of the players that go there, whether they be overseas or Indians in those changing rooms with some of the big stars seeing how they do it seeing the commitment and dedication that they've got and trying to emulate them in the future a couple of questions very quickly before we finish today on, t- on something completely different first of all Shreyas Iyer his um, dislocated shoulder if he needs an operation they're not at the last I saw they're not totally sure whether he needs one or not but he's going to be missing the remainder of the ODIs anyway and the start of the IPL it looks like if he needs an operation it's going to be all of the IPL Raj that's a massive blow for Delhi Capitals isn't it that is a big blow for Delhi Capitals because you know Shreya Sayer was their long-term captain and more importantly you know Shreya Sayer was a different player uh, than he was the last IPL the last IPL he was a bit scratchy but as soon as the after the IPL you know he was in tremendous form uh, there were a lot of doubts on his uh, ability to play short pitch fast bowling and you know he silent all his critics in the series against England. Uh, the kind of position that he batted was something, you know, he was not comfortable at. He's predominantly a player who would prefer to play at, say, number three or number four. But, you know, he was put into situations where he could come in at, say, five or six. And that is not his strength area. Still, you know, to come out with flying colours the way Shreyas did was exceptional. And it's going to be a huge blow for Delhi Capitals. And more importantly, it's going to be a huge blow for Shreyas Ayer himself. Because, you know, if he misses the entire IPL and with this being the World Cup year, India not playing too much white ball cricket say after the IPL, there might be a chance of sneaking in a T20 series against South Africa if that series does not happen against South Africa and if Shreya Sayer misses the entire IPL, I, I fear for his place in this uh, side going to the World Cup. It's going to be interesting to see who they choose to replace Shreya Sayer as captain. Obviously there's quite a few contenders really, if you look down the Delhi Capitals lineup in terms of kind of elder statesmen in their squad, I guess with plenty of experience You've got Ajinki Rahani, you've got Shikhar Darwin as uh, probably the two most experienced Indians. Steve Smith's obviously gone in there as well, um, and he could quite easily uh, take the reins there. I think he was officially called the mentor to Shreyas. Um, he might have to take the reins now, Raj. Yeah, looks like. And uh, going by the affiliation of, uh, say, Ricky Ponting towards his Aussie countrymen, looks like, you know, Steve Smith is going to take over the captaincy. But uh, before uh, the season started, you know, Steve Smith's position in this team itself was in a little bit of jeopardy and uh, that is because you know he was not coming in from a good from form last IPL the Rajasthan Royals released him so they were looking at a more dynamic approach this uh, season and with Steve Smith captaining the side you know they would have that plenty of captaincy experience but that would mean that they would fix in or reserve in one overseas slot which I don't think they would prefer so maybe the likes of say Ravichandran Ashwin would be the right man to lead Delhi Capitals in the absence of Shreya Sayer even though you know they have plenty of options in like Dhawan, Rahane, Smith. They're also talking about Rishabh Pant being their future captain considering the 
considering in such a hot form that he is but maybe ravichandran ashwin is the right man because he is in the right space in his life at the moment peak of his powers peak of his abilities and he does not book that extra overseas slot which steve smith would bring in so that would also keep them safe in that regard too early for rishab pant isn't it i think at the moment uh, he just needs to continue doing what he's doing i think in terms of his cricket but i i wonder as well if steve smith would actually really want to be captain i think he might quite enjoy just being one of the uh, the rank and file this time and just concentrate on his batting and trying to prove a point in terms of the the volume of runs he can score rather than taking on the responsibility of kind of jumping out of one captaincy situation into another really you know taking over the Delhi Capitals who have been third then second um, unless you win it you've not done any better have you you've got quite a high bar to match at the moment in terms of the Delhi Capitals progress in that tournament one last question to you Neil before we uh, finish today Johnny Bairstow's um, come out and said that England are very conscious and very hopeful he's certainly very hopeful that they can stay number one they need to win one of the remaining two ODIs to stay the number one ODI side in the world it's, it's, a, it's a biggie I think isn't it I think you know we, we maybe dismissed on the podcast the other day Owen Morgan's wishes to stay number one he's thinking longer term but I think a lot of the players on that England side are quite conscious of the fact that they don't want to see India go above them quite possibly but I don't think Morgan despite his protestations cares as much about that as he does about the long-term development of the team. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, the team weaken slightly to give the likes of Topley and Parkinson a well, proper does, run out. There's, so a, that, there's, a, uh, there's a debate as about whether Topley actually weakens it after watching the Currens bowl. <laughs> uh, that's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the... Uh, the bench strength, though, definitely want to look at it. Um, and uh, I think Parkinson especially should get gains because if Adil's shoulder has any issues, then there's not going to be a huge amount of time for Matt to take a look at uh, Indian pitches beforehand. So I'd get him in, uh, give Adil a bit of a rest and let Matt Parkinson get a bit of experience on Indian pitches ahead of the World Cup because he hopefully won't be, but he may get called on. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you're not going to learn anything about Adil Rashid. He's been in terrific form through the T20 internationals in the first ODI. We know exactly what he can do from an England side of things. And Matt Parkinson could get his opportunity, I think, in the last two ODIs. I hope he does anyway, because he's been out there an awful long time. Not a charity. You don't give out caps just because you've been in a hotel room for a while. But I think he deserves it. He's had some good performances for Lancashire. And he's a, a talented young player. Be interested to see how he gets on if he does get his opportunity. Neil and Raj, as always, thank you very much for joining me on today's podcast. We've only got a few left. Finish on Sunday with our wrap party after the third and final ODI. Obviously, the second one is tomorrow. We'll be back after that one with our various reactions. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.